Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hello. Podcast. My name is Mark, and just like I am almost every week, I am joined... Did you hear when I said hello? I heard you, Miles. I'm joined by okay. Miles, just who's on a, sure. another layer of annoying me when I'm trying to do the intro. How's it going, Miles? Now you can speak. Uh, good. That's good. Very verbose. And we are also joined by Jackie. Hey. Hello, Jackie. Jumping the gun. I'm debating right now if I'm going to push that back nope. to the right place in the edit. You'll never know. Hello. This is a podcast about JoJo's bizarre adventure. Uh, oh, right. Miles, I wanted to tell you that in the episode you do with Tim, you did the thing I'm always afraid of where you said, this is a podcast where we watch JoJo's bizarre podcast. <laughs> I know. I, I heard that and I was like, whoops. I almost always <laughs> am like every week. I'm like, I said JoJo's bizarre adventure, right? <laughs> I'm talking about the TV anime from 2012, although, of course, we covered... <laughs> you jump from a, an aside to Miles to then talking right about like who we are. We got to keep it going. Okay. Uh, we've also seen the JoJo OVAs. We've you know played some games. We've, we've done a lot of different things. We saw a live action movie that was I eat. And uh, you can find that on anchor.fm slash Potter, wherever the hell you're listening to this, most likely. Unless some fool burned this to a mini disc and gave you their mini disc player for the day but when we're not covering jojo's bizarre adventure the tv anime from 2012 we're covering other anime because well, what else are we going to do read literature no so this week we are going to be talking about mobile suit gundam 3 encounters in space perhaps one of the least useful subtitles of all time uh this is the third compilation or summary movie from the original 1979 Gundam TV show. But before we talk about the exhausting amount of things that are in that movie, let's first do some encounters with email. <laughs> let's, let's check our emails in space. I really don't know what else to do. I can't do any more Gundam puns. We're going to yeah. check our emails in space. We're just folks. checking our emails. It's also, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded, so I'm going to blame Rust. Um, Miles, why don't you go ahead and uh, read this email from Chad? Okay. This email subject line is Gundam the Third. Chad says, Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. Hope that everyone is feeling good and had themselves a nice vacation, as this is the third time for me looking over basically. The same list of characters, I wasn't expecting to find more voice connections, but I think I found at least one for the third Mobile Suit Gundam compilation movie. Uh, Indian new type Lala Sune is voiced by Keiko Han, who doesn't have a JoJo connection, but was the original voice of Sailor Moon's feline mentor Luna oh. and the evil queen Beryl. Wow. We are now less than two weeks away from Jolene and crew returning. What is something that you, the hosts, us, the hosts, have missed about not watching JoJo week to week? As always, I hope everyone stays healthy and safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Did anyone else see the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R Twitter account? Replying to Megan D. Staniel, blah, 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 Megan D. Stallion's tweet about visiting the current JoJo exhibit. HTTPS colon slash slash Twitter dot com slash JoJo underscore game slash stats. No, you don't need to do all. One five six zero four one. Oh, don't, okay, don't read okay. that. that. That's too long. No one. No one's thinking about it. I didn't see the tweet. I did because I clicked the link in this email. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, it's nice that the All-Star Battle R Twitter account is very engaged. Their Twitter handle is Jojo underscore games. Yeah, very convenient. Yeah. Play your Jojo games. Uh, yeah, Megan the Stallion went to Jojo World and uh, unfortunately did not respond to my reply. Our request to a guest on the podcast. That's right. Uh, she seemed a little busy. We'll be holding Maybe out. Maybe she's, li- if you're listening, Megan D. St- Stallion, we want you on the pod. Oh my God, imagine if she writes in. <laughs> she's having a serious legal <laughs> battle going on with her record label, so it's probably. Is she? Yeah. Aw. She's trying to get money out of there. You know, they should give her some, they should give her all the money. Well, she's asking for at least $1 million. Oh, they should Megan, give her- if you get that million dollars, uh, we have a Patreon uh, that you can Megan, contribute to. Also, you can reach out to us and we can help you get that million dollars. Ask for two million. You yeah. Des- you deserve it. If you want free legal advice, ask for two. Uh, What's a million dollars when you're a fucking famous person? Well, you mean... Like to oh, famous people, it's like... what? I, like they're making, they're making probably millions and millions off of her. Anyway. Yeah. But you can't open the floodgates, then all of your artists will look for their million. Anyway, that's not an interesting topic, I've decided. Uh, Yeah, in other news, I retweeted someone made a JoJo iceberg. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Are you guys, uh, Jackie, you've seen it. Miles, do you know the iceberg uh, trend? It's kind of fallen off a bit, but... No. So the iceberg is this idea of like, you take something, a piece of media that people are familiar with, like Super Mario... And you know how an iceberg is like mostly hidden under the water? And so you kind of... mostly beneath the surface, beneath the water. You kind of chop it in tiers, and it's like the most normy, obvious, common knowledge stuff is at the top. And then as you go further down the iceberg, you get more and more obscure, sort of only real heads or people obsessed with this topic will know. You know, when you hit like the bottom of the iceberg? Right. There was one for JoJo's. It's a... it's so dense and there are so many layers like the last like four <laughs> layers i'm like i think like one thing leapt out to me so i just wanted to test you guys okay, okay. obviously i'm not going to read uh everything here you're only going to read us the stuff that you know so that you can feel smarter than us no i'm going to read you the stuff i think you should know okay uh okay. i know what stuff shit, i know oh, and shit, you definitely oh, don't <laughs> uh so this is from the top this is from the most basic top tier reddit user is the name of this tier if you're a reddit user you like jojo uh what is duwang that's the bad tra- Chinese translation of part four. Very good, Jackie. Eh. Uh, in the same tier, uh, what is the quote, I got a boner, a reference to with JoJo? I don't know. Mm. P.S. I'm horny. Mm. Quote, I got a boner? Yep. Mm. I do not know. Kira says it when he saw the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Oh, in the boy. manga or in the anime? In the manga and the anime. Both. Yeah, he's How like can, he's when like When does he see the Mona Lisa? Well, he he's telling he's telling someone <laughs> a story of when he saw the Mona Lisa as a child and he's like, "How do I say I this? I got a boner." Okay. Wow. I can't believe we forgot about that. That's not that's important. Um, I mean, there's some obvious things in here. I don't Mar- uh, Miles, do you use Reddit? Yes. Okay. I don't really go on. I'm not a Reddit user. Really? You go you you go look for uh am I the asshole threads and stuff. I just like reading am I the asshole. You're a redditor. <laughs> You're le- epic redditor. You love yeah. rage comics. <laughs> uh, Narwhal 
something. Anyway, uh, so let's let's go down. Let's go a little bit deeper. Now we're in casual reader. Uh, do you guys know who Sadao Kujo is? No. Um, related to like Joe Taro. That- <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it is dad. It's his dad. Oh, it's his dad. It's his yes. dad, jazz musician Sadao. Kujo, uh, part three OVA is here, and you guys have seen all of the part three OVA. Okay. So I think you guys are great on that. Average fan is the next tier down here. Uh, Jolene, quote, gay line change. Does that ring a bell? Line change? There's a line where Jolene says the word gay, and it was changed. Oh, in the subtitle? No, in the in the manga. I'm giving you lots of hints. Do you remember me talking about this? I think if I talk about it, I should assume you've never heard it. Yeah, I don't listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the manga, Jolene says... <laughs> Miles, to, Miles, do you know? Uh, No. Okay. Just Jolene says to Foo Fighters, like, you throw like a gay oh. in the manga, and then they change the manga to be like, I don't know, you throw like a like a loser or something like that. Okay. Uh, So we're not. I know we're not familiar with Araki's horror movie analysis that's in here, but do you mm-hmm. guys remember what movie genre Araki put Shrek under? Oh, yeah, it was horror. It was not horror. No. It was, it was a, suspe- suspense. It, it was a suspense movie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, do you know what the lives of eccentrics are? I don't think you do. I've mentioned it very briefly. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about Lucky Land Communications? Are they the makers of Morio Radio? No. Are they that tower that um, Miki... Taka lived on. Miki Taka did not live in the tower. That was Superfly. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I think those chapters are back to back. Lucky Land Communications is Araki's company. Okay. Uh, and then like, there's like four more tiers that I don't think you'll know anything from. And some of them are so funny and I don't know what they are. One of them just says Burger King. Okay. Under hardcore fan. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with it. Uh, Venus gave Araki a boner. Okay. Uh, under the JoJo expert tier, there's things like Araki cross-dressing photo. I think I've seen that, actually. Uh, Araki's twin. That's sort of ominous. Oh, right. The, there's a kanji for dog. There's a typo in one of the part three comics. That I've seen. I showed that to you, where yeah. Iggy barks, and there's supposed to be a line there, but an editor just left in the kanji for dog. So Iggy just says dog <laughs> to someone. Instead of barking. Yeah. Uh, it goes really deep. There's the Quran change thing. You may have heard about that. Scarlett Johansson illustration. I don't know. And then the bottom tier, there's some insane stuff. Uh, I I don't even know. Hot pants is cleavage. I guess that was changed. The phrase no abandon. Shizuko Joestar, not Shizuka. Hmm. Um, yeah, and this is this is by uh, Morgan Stead Stedman MS on Twitter. I retweeted it. Um, I'd love to see someone do an explainer of it. I definitely can't. Uh, I don't think anyone will because it's so fucking dense. But it's cool if you want to Google some stuff. Learn that Araki once gave a speech at a university that his daughter applied to. And he just told a bunch of stories, including how he almost died twice as a child. Mm. Weird thing to say at a college, but yeah. Okay. I hope our listeners weren't screaming at us through the easy ones. They don't that we know this know. shit either. <laughs> they might know. Um, no, this person was like, I'm going to do an iceberg. And then they just Googled on jojo wiki iceberg is also like a metaphor i don't know metaphor i don't know it's like a thing when you're just like it's a tool for teaching people like not to assume 
about other people Mm -hmm. because there's the stuff that you see about someone that's just like the little surface of like who they are. Like just like you look at somebody and you're like, you are a woman with brown hair and you're white and you don't have an accent or whatever. And then like there's the stuff under the surface that's like- They're a refugee from Yugoslavia. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) their first language is not English. It's not even their second language. It's, you know. Or like this person- you know, you. Uh, I don't know. They they just had something really hard. Like their dad just died, and so they're mm-hmm. actually sad, and you don't know that. Or they have a disability, and you don't know about it. Yeah, and they might look like a uh, like a plain person, but like deep down, they have like a fat ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like pretty low. <laughs> or they could look really interesting. Like they wear all kinds of. They have all kinds of crazy piercings and tattoos, but really, they're just a loser. Yeah, <laughs> they're just boring. Like that girl in American Beauty. She wanted to be interesting, but she was ordinary. I don't remember that girl. Well, it happened. I just remember the girl with the flowers, with the roses, rose petals that he was horny for. That, he's I think that creep. was Mina Suvari. Yeah, same character. Oh, but she didn't have like tattoos and stuff. No, but she was trying hard to be like a slut uh, and be like an edgy girl. But she was regular. Anyway, I'm you know, sorry this took so long. You shouldn't assume things about people. Unless you're pretty, like you've gotten a good record and, at it. And like, get to know them. Get to know them. Like if you've guessed right. If you're psychic, then maybe. If you have like Rohan's power where you can open somebody's face up like a book and you can learn stuff about them, then that's, and then I guess you can assume things. What if he couldn't write things in Heaven's Door? He could just read embarrassing shit and then just <laughs> say it out loud. <sighs> that would still be useful. He, he's like, uh, your favorite movie is Homeward Bound 2. And then you just piss yourself and cry. That's useful, though, because, you know, you can, like, embarrass people. Oh, yeah. Or you can blackmail them. Absolutely. It'd be very useful. Okay. Uh, anybody need a break? Nah. We haven't done Patreon yet. Mm. Oh, thank you. Good call. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. And support us monthly. I know that sounds like a lot. Oh my god, every month. What is this, child support? No. Oh, it's adult support. Uh, you can support us for as little as $1 a month, and it does help. Uh, and that gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes the occasional extra content and weekly Miles's cultural reference newsletter. Was that a reference to? Uh, if you want to figure out uh, what the hell we're talking about, what is Homeward <coughs> Bound 2? Uh, and you want to keep up with what Miles is listening to musically. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the same thing, but also we will say thank you out loud on the podcast like so. So thank you to Blu-ray. Hentai homie. Brian. Mmm. Nombre no digas. Daniel. Dalton. Madison. Soliloquy. Canberra. Cassoon. Lord Zendar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Dylan. Nocturnal. Mr. Jackpots. Caden. Austin. Tim. Tyler. Maiko. And Camilla. Thanks. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. As many of you have for a long time now, so... Thank you very long to all of those who do that. And thank you t- for listening to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we could say that at the end. 
I don't want to thank okay. people for listening if they've only sat here for 15 minutes or whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's not enough. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being a friend. You know? Thank you for making it this far. Thank you, India. Okay. Anyway, we watched Gundam 3 Encounters in Space from 1982, the third Gundam movie and third Gundam compilation movie. It was the best, uh, uh, the most profitable Gundam movie uh, all the way up until last year when it was overtaken by Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, which does not star Anne Hathaway, to my surprise. Mm. Um, so yeah, we've already or covered- Donnie Hathaway. Who's that? Is he a singer? I don't know. I think yes. he's a singer. Okay. Right? Okay, Miles knows. He has a song, a Christmas song called Purple Snowflakes. That is weird. I don't like that. Okay. Anyway, so we watched uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 1 and 2 already, and we've talked about how dense they are because they are cramming like 13 episodes apiece into a little over two hours. This movie was two hours and 20 minutes. Too long. Is very long, and you really realize like, A, oh right, I don't normally binge TV shows. And B, even when you binge TV shows, you've got uh, these... I binge TV shows. I Yes, but for me, I don't. And, mm-hmm. and so that was a realization. But then also, with TV, you have these breakpoints and like these like sort of emotional like ends where like the mm-hmm. episode ends and your brain is like, okay, cool, that happened. This movie, all three of these movies are the equivalent of just like someone telling you a story that never ends and they're like, and another thing. Oh, and also, oh, and also, and you're like, I, I, I can't even process mm-hmm. each thing. But I enjoyed it. Anyway, ultimately, I enjoyed it. But definitely, like, halfway through, I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is long. I don't think I enjoyed it. Well? I think they could have cut a lot of shit out. But they got to summer, they got to show the series. It's just like, these people fight, and then they fight again, and then they fight, and then they fight again, and then they fight. And yeah. then they fight again. Jackie, that's... And then they fight. And that's then they war. Fight again. You're ignoring... <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't feel different to me. They're ja- just fighting and fighting. But you're ignoring this, the, you know, the progression of who is Mirai in love with. That stuff I liked. I felt like What's this one... What's Char doing? This one had more, I feel like more, we care more about the women in this one because there's like a bunch of, I don't know, you see the girls There's a bunch of ladies. Stuff. There's a bunch of ladies they're doing stuff. Amuro is like, I feel like not important. He has like a couple scenes with his dad and being all sad about that and then that's it. He's not really like, he's not the guy in this. It but feels that's like. fine. We we like well, know like, his deal. He's the main character. Yeah. He gets, then, his like story gets resolved I think more than everyone else's though. Yeah. I feel like this movie just kind of like it ends and it's like that's it that's the end yeah <laughs> like it doesn't really build up to anything and then it's just like and now it's over <laughs> it it's interesting because yeah it ends with just like a little bit of text that's like and then they had an armistice and then i don't have it up right now did you guys write down the title card that shows up at the end that's no. like it, it it's like in anticipation of your future insight dot 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 oh yeah and you're sitting there like oh are they gonna say like mobile suit zeta gundam is coming to tv and it's no it just ends with like in anticipation of something something yeah dot 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 and you're like what that's that's half a sentence bro 
So yeah, it's really a weird cliffhanger. We know Char is alive because we see his silhouette in a ship like mm-hmm. after the credits start. Uh, There's that- many things that were confusing in this because I think it just went too fast. Miles, what do you think is most confusing? Because I have something I'm most confused about. Well, I guess like the new type stuff is pretty confusing. Like I I think it like it was this whole series originally started as like a very political conflict that like these people from space wanted to be independent from the people on earth. And then like the Xeon guys seem to have a different philosophy about like, that is very like fascist and like eugenist eugenicist. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got it. So it's, it, it like, I didn't really know. I, and I guess they had multiple personalities driving the, like, the Xeon War, but it was confusing to me, like, what they were all about. Their leaders die, like, one by one, and, you know, and then by the end, like, the last leader dies, and they're like, and then it's just like, oh, and the war's over. <laughs> yeah. Or their general, like, I guess they're not all, like, the, the the leader leader of the whole thing, but they're, like, all the generals and stuff, and then it's well, like, we got a new bad guy. Like, there wasn't, like, a center, I don't know, like, this is the person that we... I mean, there's like Char, like Char and Amuro are like they're the opposites of each other. But like, I guess we don't really fo- we don't really follow the leaders of the war as much. It's not really clear. Like they try to explain Char and Amuro's motivations, but I don't understand what they are. Char has some kind of revenge. He's the he's story. the one I don't understand and feel the least satisfied. There's by. something about. Like the way that his dad died, that he wants to avenge him, but I don't understand it. Well, it seems like his dad, whose name is Daikun, I think, because uh, his name and Sayla's real name is Daikun. It's like they wanted to do a breakaway. He wanted to do a breakaway colony, but not be a fascist or something. Mm. But then that does seem to be what Char wants ultimately. He's like, we should just have new types. All the old people gotta go. Yeah, they think the new types are. So he's like um, Magneto or something. He's like the new types need to just rule everything. The human era is over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't. I couldn't really get a handle on what his philosophy was there. I mean, I don't know. I do like seeing the Zabi family fall apart in this because I think it's just that like they're sort of. Or I guess half of their, it seemed like in in Mobile Suit Gundam One at the end that they were all like Nazis, mm-hmm. but then in this one it seems like a few of them are like I don't know if I'm a Nazi, but whatever they're like cutthroat like like a sort of. Speaking of, do you like when the guy was like directly compared to Hitler? That and was then very he, funny. And then he kind of did some like weird little word dance about I don't know their similarities or something. Like the guy's response was kind of nonsense. I thought. He was like, well, then see how this Hitler ass shakes as I walk away. I don't know what he said, but it was, I, I, I don't know. I'm fine with their fate that they're just like, they're like the real politique, the sort of like violence and like strength trumps everything. So of course they all kill each other. You know what I mean? They're like the fucking Game of Thrones, yeah. royal family, inter, interpersonal struggle, people who all kill each other. And meanwhile, they also have Shar, who's secretly the son of the person they killed, I guess, or overthrew. I think, I think not Degwin. Degwin is the ship. I forget the fucking big blob King Zabi guy's name. 
he like killed Shar's dad. So it makes sense that they mm-hmm. fail because Shar is also killing Garmi and laughing at him on the radio, which I thought was weird in retrospect because couldn't people have heard him doing that? <laughs> they all kind of end up killing each other. Like yeah. Char Char kills the the son of the zombie. One of them, yep. And then the one the Hitler guy he kills like the the leader or whatever. He lets. We, I don't know if he kills him on purpose because I don't know if he knew he was going for peace talks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get hit by the dummy thick laser. And then who kills the the woman? <laughs> because the, then the woman... No, then the woman who's the sister, she kills the Hitler guy. Amazing moment. Amazing. <laughs> I loved it because I was like, she, they're not going to do this. And then she's like, you're naive. And she shoots him in the back of the head. The laser goes out his forehead and he's like, whoa, and he's dead. <laughs> he then yeah, and then Char shoots her in the face with a rocket launcher, and her head comes off her body. So they all just kill themselves. Like, the the, yes. the fucking Federation doesn't do anything to them. Because, Jackie, <laughs> if you base a society on democracy and a participatory government, then you have civility, and you don't You don't have, have to shoot each other, yeah, assassinate each other. but if you're other. just based on, like, I'm the strongest, and I'm going to inherit the yeah. thing from father, then you're going to resent each other, and you're going to kill each other. This is all in an ideal world, of course. I mean, yeah, p- democracy has shit like this. Too. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of like that about it. I think the Zabi family is funny. <laughs> Just everybody's killing each other. Well, no, I mean, the fucking Frankenstein looking ass guy with the scar. He dies in battle. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted fucking Amaro to just shoot him with like the giant Gundam <laughs> cannons off the ship, but it just blows up. Uh, one of the other guys, I think, also dies in battle. I forget. I, I think two of them don't get killed by their family. I think. Um, I, li- I like the lady. I like her too. <laughs> she looks like, like Shredder. Purple. I wrote that down. I said she looked like Lady Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> Does Shredder have an outfit like that? Kind of, yeah, with like the like trident on his nose. Well, the trident on the forehead, and yes, he has like the ninja thing covering his <laughs> nose. Uh, cool. Like one of those people in early COVID who's like, I'll just wear this neck thing around my face and it keeps mm. falling off and you're like, I don't feel safe. Mm. <laughs> anyway. What'd you think about Mi- Mi- Mirai has a fiance? I don't... Uh, they were an interesting situation. I didn't really understand her deal. <laughs> I think She seemed like extra mad at him. I think she just didn't want to be with him and so she was looking for excuses. Well, she never arranged. came to... It was yeah. an arranged engagement, and he right. never came to look for her. But he, he, but was, he did. He, he sent all. He sent a bunch of soldiers out. He used a bunch of resources to go find her. But, he she, sent his but soldiers. she said, "Why didn't you come look for me yourself?" Because fucking twenty men is better than one lone Jackie, asshole. In this space <laughs> opera world, in this dramatic space <laughs> opera world, you you got to do it yourself. You got to gesture. It's you know more what? about the gesture. Yeah. You know, you got to have things where when you're like the fucking Daikun twins, you got to run after each other being like, brother, where are you going? You know, you got to do that. You got to. We should have seen him like landing on the planet that she was just at and being like, ah, my fiance, where'd you go? Also, he looked like a nerd and he's all about neutrality. You know, he's not fighting for uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever the Earth yeah. Federation really wants. <laughs> Uh, he, to, to crush dissent. He's like not going to pick a side. He's like, I'll just be here when the war's over. No, I mean, they're they're fighting the... I, I recognize that Zeon is the... Act, they're actually like the genocidal dickheads, but... But do you know why I uh, like them? Yeah. Why is that? They have chandeliers on their ships, and I think that's fancy. 
Yeah, they have a they have a cool style overall. Who? Zeon. Oh, Zeon, yeah. They're fancy. Zeon, which might be a corruption of Zion, which is like mm-hmm. the promised land in Judeo Christianity. Or Xenon, girl of the twenty first century. Oh. Which is a Disney movie. Wow. About a girl in space. Have you seen, by the way, the people that are She's on She's on a space station. Okay. I no. understand. Okay. Have you seen the people that are on Earthling, the American made Sailor Moon series? It's like Wait, I'm sorry, say that again. Have you people seen- are unearthed. It's like been unearthed. clips on Twitter, like footage of the American animated and starring oh. Sailor Moon series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not new. Oh. She looks like a Barbie. She looks like an animated Barbie. Okay, right? then I don't know what it is, if it's newer transfers or why it's in the in the Twitter sphere, but uh, it don't don't look great. <laughs> um, speaking of live action, by the way, I was looking up like what Gundams take place in this timeline and stuff. There's a live-action Canadian-produced Gundam movie called G-Savior. And I want to know what that looks like. I bet it's a guy in a bunch of cardboard boxes painted to look like a Gundam. G-Savior. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that was good. Anyway, um, so when Mirai is being all mad to... Uh, mad at To her, her nerd-ass neutral fiancé. Lieutenant... What's his name? Slaggy? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Mark almost spits out his water. That was tough. Slagger. Thinking about S- Slaggy from Slooby Doo. Slagger, which I don't know. It sounds bad too. Uh, yeah, his name is Slagger. Slagger. He comes by and he pant punches the Cameron. Cameron is the name of the of the fiance. Uh huh. Punches him. Nope. But it's kind of like a soft punch. I don't really understand it. It's like gravity takes him away. Jackie, doesn't he slap? Mirai? That's later he on does. the space station. That's okay. later. That's later. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he softly... He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of softly punches him and he goes like way back. Yeah. He does... He pulls a... Is this guy bothering you? Yeah. Because the guy is grabbing her being like, but we're supposed to be together. Have you ever and done she's that? like... Which? Is this guy bothering you? Uh, Not in so many words. I'm... I don't know. I don't know if I've done that. I feel, I've, I've done, done that with like female... This couple was arguing and I was like, hey, mm. you okay? Mm. And the guy was like, we're fine, fuck off. And I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) I I think I've done it with with like friends who are like drunk and they're being talked to. And I'm kind of like, can I talk to you for a minute? Can you you come over here? You pull your friend away from the person that's like, they don't really want to. And then they look at you like wondering what you're going to say. And you go, "Uh, okay, cool. You're good. And you just walk away. (laughs) Uh, But I've never done as this guy bought it. I think, Miles, the problem is you should have stood on your tippy toes and flexed. That was the problem. Oh, okay. Then he would have been like, oh, no, we're fine. But yeah, he does slap. Yeah, I don't know. Mirai, because she's arguing with Cameron. They're on the ship. They're having an argument in front of everyone. So maybe that's why he slapped her, because they keep showing the crew looking at them mm. as though someone's going to be like, oh, you like to air your dirty laundry out here. You know, it's like it does seem awkward for them. Oh, right. Well, the reason because this time they were fighting because. They were gonna. They were gonna fly off on the space. They were gonna go, and Cameron is like, "No, let me escort you because you know the moment you start to leave, the other people are gonna try. Are gonna try to shoot you down." Zion. And, so, and so he's like, "Let me, let me escort you." And Mirai is like, "Don't interfere. You're just trying to impress me. Like, what are you doing here? Like, go away." Are you basically. trying to make yourself feel better? Yeah. Um. And I thought she was mad for no reason, but Slagger? Slagger. Slagger? Should call him Slugger, really, now. 
Slaggy slaps her. He slaggies her. <laughs> Slappy slaps her. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Uh, Can't you see that this guy's pouring his heart out for this you? This guy cares about you. And, you know, then, then to the guy, he's like, and don't let her bust your ass. <laughs> Which, and then the unknown, the effects, we don't really realize this till later, but I think that she immediately falls in love with Slugger here. Oh, is that what that Yeah, she was is? like, I like that. Because he's direct and he's a man. Because she likes, because we later we find out she likes him or whatever. And I'm like, when did that happen? I think that's what it is. I think it's just that he's direct and she likes getting slapped. Uh, And he's just like a dumb guy. It's the complete opposite of Cameroon or Cameron. Yeah, he's just Mm -hmm. a big, stupid brain. Yeah, and like when he first showed up at the end of Gundam 2 and the beginning of this movie, I was like, please die. Please blow up, Slugger. Mm -hmm. You fucking suck. But he came around, and I I, I came around uh, on him. I don't remember him in the other movies. I just know in this movie, he just slaps everybody. He's at the he end of Gundam 2, and he's just like, hey, baby, nice tits. Or I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's just like a real nasty dude. It's just like, he's like the last like five minutes of the previous one. Yeah, he is not an original crew member. Yeah. What's weird is he he's a lieutenant, and Bright is a lieutenant. But, but no, 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 she's not. She's an ensign. Nope. Slegger is a lieutenant. And oh, Bright I'm sorry, is you're right. Bright, Bright. They I keep confusing Bright with Mirai. Bright is in charge. Yeah, because, well, that's the thing is it doesn't, like, Mirai shouldn't really be, like, the the helmsman if she's an ensign either. I think it's just, like, their ranks are determined by the Federation, but on the ship, like, they are, like there's a captain, there's the helmsman. They have their own hierarchy. Or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, um, you know, he's, he's, like Bright's on his way to get a promotion and Mirai's on her way to get a promotion. And sometimes when you're you're on track for a promotion, they let you do the job of the next level. I don't know if that works in the military, but they let you do the job of the next level so that you can say Yeah, like, they let you do it. Yeah. Well well, so you can say for your like promotion like evidence, like, look, I can do the job. It's actually, it's really hard to get a promotion because you have to do your own job and then you have to also do the job of the next level. (laughs) That always felt like bullshit to me. It always just felt like fucking free extra labor. Fuck that shit. But no, in this case, it's just that the white base is That's me trying to make an excuse there. They're like, you know, you can get a promotion. Why don't we see if you can do this thing, you know? Yeah, and Slugger's on probation. He's going to (laughs) lose his, he's going to derail. They're like, "Mm, all right, well, we, we hired this guy at the wrong level, so let's not let's let him i don't know fuck around and and whatever uh so also on whatever this is called sector six whatever this planet is the neutral planet yeah i think it's it's side six something like that um amuro and like his friends go like shopping in town or something and amuro spots his dad getting on the bus and so he runs down the bus and he's like dad dad and i I, this whole time i was like what happened to his dad i thought i thought he died i thought he died too he gets sucked out of the side three or whatever they're from, side seven, but he doesn't die. And I knew that because I was reading Gundam Wiki and I've been waiting for him to come back and was pretty mm. much pretty disappointed by this. He gets sucked out of what? Out of- he gets sucked out of one of the sides. There's a hole. Like one of the first, the first battle, I think, that you see. Mm. Like there, a hole gets blown in the space station that they all live on and he gets sucked into space. Okay, and he just fucking ends up on a planet? Well, he's wearing a normal suit. He's wearing a space suit when oh, that happens. Okay. Yeah, so he, but he, like, never contacts his son. 
Yeah. He's or just, anyone. So he's like, dad, dad. And he sees his dad and his dad sees him and he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Anyway. <laughs> no, like he's like, oh, hey. And the first thing he asks is like, how is how's the Gundam? Yeah. How's that going? Well, at some point, Amuro contemplates like, is this he thinks that like maybe he's sick from living underground for too long or something. He's like, does he have prairie madness? I don't know. Um, but it's not really explained. So I can't tell if his dad is really just like a hardcore asshole who only cares. I think his dad's an asshole. About the Gundam and not his son and his life has fallen apart as he does research. Uh, he gives, yeah, and he gives Amuro like a module and he's like, put this in the Gundam. It'll do great. And Amuro just throws it in the street later and cries. Amuro was like, hey, I saw mom. Don't you give a shit about me or her or like what's going? And he's like, he's like, I'll contact you later. Now get going. He like, he doesn't give a shit. He's just like, all right. Go. Like, like right away. He just like met his son that he hasn't seen in however long. Years, like, I think years. In, in, in two movies or whatever. And yeah, now, <laughs> in two movies. <laughs> two movies, which are like, you know, each like three hours. So um, and then he's just like, all right, now get going. Like, like, fucking have dinner or something. Well, it's weird because he's like, I care about your mom. He's like, I care about everybody. It seems like he's like, I'm all focused on the war until this. But he like doesn't try to get back into the military or whatever. Yeah. He's not like, bring me on a white base. I need to try this technology out. Yeah, he's uh, on like this neutral space station that is completely uninvolved in the war. And he's like living in like an abandoned like shipping container. Just making shit out of scrap. I do wonder if maybe like... <laughs> Maybe Hamuro's life would have been super easy. Maybe that module was good. And if he put it in his Gundam, he would have just sliced yeah, we everybody. Never, we never find out the consequences of throwing out that module. I, I like, I like to think that they already made upgrades and Amuro was like, we well, don't need this fucking garbage. Because he looks at it and goes, this is a piece of junk. But I'm like, he's not an engineer. <laughs> yeah. What do you know, Amuro? You're fucking 16. <laughs> he's a pilot. He doesn't know. Um, um, but then Amuro gets a car. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, but he gets a car. He's driving around in the rain. He stops at like a house and he um takes some shelter from the rain i don't know like, what he was doing in this episode. i don't know what he was doing there Me either but like then he, this is where he meets lala right yes right so he was driving around in the rain and then he stops at a house i thought maybe he was going to visit his mom or something that's what i thought too but that's a totally different place so he goes yeah. to this house and there's um you know he's just kind of in on the um what's it called what's it called when there's the like porch. a a foreground? porch, a oh. porch. He was on kind of like the porch, getting um like cover from the rain. And then he he sees or hears a lady saying like, "Oh, poor thing." And there's like a swan flying, and she's like very concerned about the swan. And actually, thinking about it now, did he like was she saying it out loud or was this like a new type thing? Like, did he read her uh, mind or it, something? It didn't have echoiness. I don't know if it had echoiness. Actually, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, um, she was a. Look different from other girls in this in that she was a brown girl with a bindi on her forehead. So Yeah, she seems to be Indian. She has bright green eyes that are very striking. She's very pretty. Her name is Lala. Lala. We find out later her name is Lala. She doesn't tell her he she doesn't tell Amaro his her name. Um There's a teletubby named Lala, right? There is Lala. Can, <laughs> can you name the other teletubbies? I can. There's Poe? Yes. That's all I got. Teletubby, la la. Poe. That's all I got. There's two more, right? Marky. There's two more. Uh, piss bucket. Mark? No. Jeebs. No. <laughs> what is it? Um, 
Lala Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew I was close with Piss Bucket. Come on. <laughs> tinky Winky is close. It's like it's like Tinky and, and Piss. You know, there's similar. Anyway. Doo Doo. Uh, I actually don't remember. There's the, 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 I actually don't remember the last one. And then there's oh. that crazy ass baby in the sun. Yeah, yes. sun baby. Sun baby. Anyway, let's not talk about stupid ass Teletubbies <laughs> right now. We're talking about Lala. Come on. I think Teletubbies. You know, you could like if you upgraded it to be for adults, it could be like JoJo's. Uh, okay. Did we get Dipsy? Dipsy, Dipsy is the other one. I remembered. <laughs> okay. Did we say it at the same time, Miles? I remembered it. Which was the gay one? <laughs> Isn't that Tinky Winky? I think Tinky Winky is the green one. Oh. Yes, yes. And then... No, and then Tinky dip- Winky. No, t- it is Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky is purple? Yeah, purple with the, the triangle. With the, the triangle is the With the, the purp. Purse. Right? He has a purse? Uh, I think he has a know. purse. He has a little red purse. And people said he was gay. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe one of them know. has a purse. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, La La, by the way, according to a Gundam wiki, is 17. Of course. This is the Teletubby? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Teletubbies are 17, any of them. La La is also uh, like a VJ or something. Oh, There's yeah. A Lala. An MTV VJ. Oh, Carmelo I mean, Anthony's wife. Oh, is, are they the same person that I'm thinking of? She was like, I, I think, think she so. was on BET. I don't know. Anyway, Lala's oh, like. Oh, yeah, a- Lala. I think her name is Lala Anthony. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Sorry, Mark. I'm just naming all the people I know named Lala. There's not that many. <laughs> it's true. Lulu and Lala. Didn't we talk about this? Aren't they ladies from New Jersey? My great aunt calls my grandma Lala. Well, that's Mark, good. could you stay on topic? <laughs> you dick. Yeah, so he meets Lala and she and he's like, hey, excuse me, miss, you seem to be really interested in these swans over here. And she's just like, I just think it's so sad that they're going to die, <laughs> which is weird. Um, let's see. I, I like her character. I think that she sort of s- serves and she's like super attracted to Amuro, but it seems like mostly she, because he's she, such tells, a, she tells him he has pretty eyes. Yeah, which he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if she's attracted to him because she senses that he's like a, a super powerful new type or if she really likes him because she also seems to really like Char. I, I think at first it seemed like they were kind of using each other. Yeah. Her and Char. She does kind of fulfill like because she's Indian and she has the, the Bindi, which is a Hindu thing. Mm-hmm. And she's big on new typeness. She does seem to fulfill this like Eastern mystic like... She's in like this like one piece like yellow floaty thing in their new type dreams communication thing. She just seems very mystical. I don't know. All the new types are like that, aren't they? You never see Char picturing Amuro floating around. Sayla's never picturing people floating around. Maybe they're just horny for her. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. He keeps seeing waves yeah. crashing when he thinks of her. Oh, yeah, we're getting ahead. By the way, well, we're not going in order. <laughs> I, I, I know, but I'm, I'm kind of doing like the little chunks in order, you know? B- b- by the way, uh, 70% of this was redrawn from the TV show, and I, th- I think it shows. Mm. There's a lot of cleaner animation, a lot of smoother animation in here. There was a lot of narration, though. Did you notice that? There was a yes. lot of like a narrator would come in and be like, and then they were da da da, and it just tells, kind of fills in the gaps. Which is pretty common for compilation films, and yet notice that we're still. It's still three hours. It's still two and a half hours. No, just that we're still confused. You know, we're still not sure <laughs> yeah. what house Amro was knocking on. We're still not sure what the fuck Shar really wanted and, and what his dad made, what his dad really wanted from Xeon. Um, 
So it definitely got confusing here. You know, Miles, you were yes. saying before, I saw people on uh, online, I saw someone saying something about how, you know, it seemed to be about like war is hell and people are dumb and then they bring in all the new type stuff and that muddied yeah. the waters. But I don't know if I agree. I don't know how many times they could just tell the story of war with big robots. Um, and I yeah, think it's, I, mean, I think even even like the the deaths became predictable after a while. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I had the same take as as whatever you're citing. That like Reddit. No, it, I'm not citing Reddit. Oh. Um, oh. but I do think Star Wars. I thought chuckled it pretty well. I mean, George Lucas said that. Um, I mean, it's mostly like Star Wars seems to lean into the mysticism, the Jedi stuff. Um, but he said that like the rebels are sort of like the, the Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese fighting against like the French and American forces and South Vietnam. Uh, so he, so like, I don't know. I think Star Wars has like the rebel, like scrappy army versus the big evil empire. Uh, and it has this sort of mystical supernatural thing happening at the same time. And I think it juggles it. Okay. And I feel like, I, I don't know if the timelines work out that well. But I feel like Star Wars inspired this a lot. Yeah, especially the big laser. Yes, that is absolutely... Uh, what was it? Yavin 4? No, what do they blow up? Alderaan. Alderaan, Alderaan. thank you. Come on. Um, that and, and Space Odyssey 2000, 2001 A Space Odyssey definitely felt like that inspired something here because it's just like a few shots of Amuro staring straight ahead and a bunch of colorful lights go past his his visor. It's a, it's a much more psychedelic movie. Yeah, it gets real surreal and weird at the end. I kind of liked it, but because of like how much they had to cut out, it didn't feel earned at all that Amuro would be in love with Lala, I it, think. Like barely. Like the other, so then, so then after that, Amuro's like car breaks down and after he meets Lala, you're saying? After he meets Lala, his car breaks down. Like they, no, like she frolics away and he like kind of chases after her, but I don't know. He gets back in his car or whatever. His car breaks down and Char and Lala drive by in a car and they go to like help him. Um, and he's like, oh shit, that's Char. But like he didn't know that it was like he's never seen Char, I guess. So he his, like new type intuition told him that his name was Char. No one's described this weird guy to him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he should have been like, oh, it looks like Selah. Um, but yeah, so that was a thing. And I, and I wrote down, because this, this has happened a couple of times where the a feder Federation people and Xeon people meet, but they don't know that, or they, yeah. they kind of know that they're so, like soldiers, but they don't know that they're like, this is the soldier in the Gundam, you know? And it's just like, I wrote down like, the like this show will not let anybody fight outside of a Gundam, basically, because they could have duked it out right there. You know, they could have had like a this fight or a Gundam. I, I wonder if it had something. to do. They were on like the neutral colony still. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and yeah, I guess nobody. And, suspects... Oh yeah, and I think they take all their weapons when they land as well, so they didn't have any weapons. I think also no one suspects that the teenager is the Gundam pilot. I think everyone yeah. pictures like a super experienced guy mm -hmm. to be the one in, in the most expensive, most powerful mobile suit. Um, but it's sort of a nice thing where Char tows his car and is like, yeah, it would have been nicer if you were 
more vocal about saying thank you, but you must be nervous around the enemy. Um, but I thought it was cool too that Lala was the driver. Oh, like, she was driving? Yeah, that she was more, I don't know, she was more useful. She wasn't just like a babe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Char well, she is... she seemed important. Fucking, if yeah. I had a psychic, I'd be like, you do, <laughs> just you, you tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, quite frankly, I would I drive. Would... I'd be like, you use your psychic powers to look for speed traps. No, but maybe, you know, with her driving, she can use her psychic powers to know where to go. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> um, um, also, by the way, around this time is when um, Slagger slaps Mirai and stuff. And I, I just, I, I just coming back to this because I wrote, I wrote this down, but I, I wrote like Japan is weird. If some dude slaps your girl, I don't know because like Cameron, uh, Cameron just let this guy slap her, slap your fiance, the girl that you love. Like you're like everybody's just gonna sit around in shock. Like, oh hey, you slapped her. It was also the '70s, so I maybe everyone was like, I was about to hit the woman. So thank you <laughs> for hitting the woman. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He should have been like, hey, you get your hands off her, you know? Yeah. And she she should have been mad about that. If she's mad about like, oh, you just are here because whatever. Like, she should have she should have been mad that about, I don't know, but she, I guess she falls in love with whoever slaps her, so. I think that. Anyway. Uh, uh, he dies, though, right? No, no he doesn't no, die. No, he surprisingly does not die. I thought he was going to die. Wait, Slegger? No, Cameron. Oh. I thought yeah. he was going to die. Slegar dies. Die. As soon as you have a kiss goodbye, you die in this movie. Well, he also mm-hmm. kind of did the thing where he's like, I gotta go now. I'm gonna be fine, but take this ring from my mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're like, uh, I think you're gonna die, dude. Oh, you yeah, just gave me a thing. Mm-hmm. I like it, though. He's so dumb. that It's like he's principled because he's like, no, you and I cannot be in love. It wouldn't work. I'm not the kind of guy you're looking for. And then he's so dumb that he doesn't realize that giving someone a keepsake like that could just make them fall in love with you more. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, since I can't love you, take a physical object. Yeah. He you can always remember me by this. He doesn't say that. But. And then he flies into like the crotch of a Gundam of a mobile suit or something. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really help. It's not like Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the Gundam was like grabbing its crotch and was like, ooh. <laughs> I would love that if his eyes crossed too. If the Gundam's eyes went, wheel, wheel. <laughs> Slugger tells me that you're a star that shines too bright for me. And then he's like, will you take care of this ring? <laughs> he's just saying she's not his type. That's all it is. But I think it's this baby. <laughs> but then like, I, I don't know. Bright also likes her, but they never like confront each other about it or anything. There's never, it's not a thing ever. Yeah, that is, that is he's a, a pro. He is a pro. It's true. Um, I do like, is it with them or is it, or is it, is it Cameron where they talk about, where they're like, damn it, relationships or meeting people. It's a, or maybe it's with Lala, I think. Where they're like, it's always too soon or too late. Oh, yeah, that's Lala That's Lala and uh, Amuro, isn't it? I think so. Because it's kind of like they could have been together if... because, But for her, it was too late. And I think for she's Amuro, already with, it was too soon. She's already with like Zeon and Char. She's already interested in Char. Yeah. And working for Zeon. Yeah. So she's like, God damn it. But if she would have met Amuro sooner, maybe she would have been with him. Do you guys feel like relationships are about timing? And that sometimes you're just too soon on someone's... I think that's part of it, for sure. Maturity cycle. It's part of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You could just not be in the right place for a relationship, or you could be seeing somebody else who maybe isn't right for you, but you don't know it yet. Or Uh, whatever. You might not be... 
I don't know. It's all time. It's like time and place too. Like you, it could have been like, you know, you move your movie. You're about to move away. Yeah. Or but that's timing. I think too. That's true. I think maybe situation matters though. Yeah. Like meeting someone during a war is very different from meeting someone during a, a mm-hmm. time of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, or when like you're having a lot of, you have a lot of shit to deal with, you know, like the fucking classic, like fucking reason why in, uh, like terrace house when people can't be together and it's like oh no i'm trying to focus on my whatever sport i'm doing i'm trying to focus on my skateboarding or whatever (laughs) that's real life i mean (laughs) people being like i'm just not focused on relationships now or whatever i'm like if someone super hot and attractive came you'd fucking make like the girl you know if the 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 one (laughs) i don't know you'd make time for for a certain but i guess there are also people who are like i'm not that into you but yeah whatever fuck it i could use a person to go out with maybe i'm too quick to judge you know the thing with the new types though that i do also like about it is that while it's like yeah okay the bad guys are like hitler or whatever and like the ascended race is that there really isn't an easy metaphor for this idea that like humans are shifting into a new paradigm and then you're like what do we do like do we like de-rank all the existing humans and see them as useless would there be people that just want to kill them do we expect them to evolve? How do we know that you're going to be a new type? How strong are new types? Like, are there grades of them? Are there, you know, levels? Mm. So I think it's one of those, I think it's cool that it's not like just a simple metaphor for something that we could talk about when looking at war on Earth. Mm. So I like it. I do think it's something that could very easily be like a cheat code, you know? Because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, because it almost feels like an individualistic thing. Like Luke is able to fire the photon torpedoes into the Death Star when he uses the Force. He shuts off the machine, the targeting computer. He fires the photon torpedoes. This is, this is in Star Wars. This is in Star Wars. Zeta Star Wars. <laughs> They're proton torpedoes in Star Zorro, Wars. The uh, photon torpedoes are in Star Trek. Thank you. Thank you. Star Wars encounters in space. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, so he's able to do that when he connects to the Force, but at the same time, you know, it is also about Biggs and Wedge and Han, all the all the people acting together as a team. And in Gundam, it's wait a minute, what they didn't he didn't meet Lala on on did he? I don't know. I wrote down Texas Colony. Did he meet her at the Texas Colony? I don't think so. I think it was after. Okay, fine. I think sorry. Texas is a later. I cut you off, Mark. Epi. I'm sorry. You were talking about Star Wars. Yeah, just in in this case, it's like it would be super easy to just be like, wow, the super gifted kid just won the war for everyone. But it's like they also do need to fill in the idea that other people sacrifice and they they do important work in the war. So I think it's interesting seeing them strike that balance. And you do have to ask yourself if they didn't have talented children doing stuff with technology made by some weirdo, would they have won? I think the answer is no, (laughs) somehow. They seemed really uh, unprepared, aside from putting the gifted teenager in there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like because the end of the last movie, they white base is going to be just a decoy, but they play like a really crucial role in ending the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's how it is in these movies. You love to see ragtag. Who gives a shit about them? But then they're the key. They're the cornerstone of the last assault. And we've kind of touched on, I can, can, I'm going to go to another scene just because I'm going through my notes, but we've, we've touched on this, but when 
Amuro and Lala are like talking psychically to each other. It's like super trippy. Yes. And like kind of weird stuff happens. He's, I don't know, he's like kind of on a weird monologue. He's like, maybe people will be able to control time. And she's like, I can see time. <laughs> yeah, it's this weird. It's And it, there's like oceans and waves and I think the metaphor for this is like if you met a hippie and you both got like super high on pot or mushrooms and you fell in love while super high or something, it it I don't know. It just feels like they're stoners trying to connect. It, it's it's cool though. He keeps picturing waves. I don't know, he keeps picturing liquid. I don't know what's up with that, but I think I know what's up with that. <laughs> <laughs> He ends up killing Lala. Well, yeah, whoops. She jumps in front of his sword because he's going to stab Char. Stab. She he's was asking for it. But she, he has a saber. He's going to stab him with his light okay. sword. And then Char cries under the mask. Yes. They're zooming in on his face and I'm like, show tears. Tears are going to roll out. Are they going to do tears? Or tears? Yeah. The tears yeah, that was good out. times. Yeah, it was good. It'd be funny if a tear fell out and then he was like, oh, this fucking mask and he tears it off to cry harder. Because all the tears got stuck. Did you talk about how much gobbledygook mumbo jumbo is in this movie? Because there's like so many names they go through, and there's a sentence in this movie we used the L meth to recover the Gelgoog. (laughs) Yeah, they have crazy names, those Zeons. I guess all the space stations have crazy names, except like Texas. Well, it's they used to be called Zakus, those were the green robots the Zeons would use, just Zaku. Mm -hmm. And then I guess they upgraded to Gelgoogs. (laughs) <laughs> and then ultimately Char uses a ship at the end that has a psycom where you're able to control stuff with your with your thoughts or something but it's got no legs <laughs> Lieutenant Dan you ain't got no legs <laughs> also did Hitler's followers try to kill him I don't think so I don't know this movie claims that Hitler had followers that tried to kill him and I don't know how true that is it might, I haven't like really read. Like, I thought people were loyal to him. I've only like seen like the history of World War II through like American lenses. So maybe I haven't read too much of what happened in the Third Reich, but I thought I think that was there funny. Were attempts. Right. I guess there's always people who want more power. Heavy is the head that wears the thick mustache, you know? I wrote, I wrote down at this the point. Thin but thick but narrow. At at this point in my notes, I was like, there's like 20 minutes left. I don't think they're going to be able to end this war in time. Because I was like, there's nothing. They just keep, it's the same thing. They're just fighting and they they go to this planet and they fight. And it's like, it's we're not resolving anything. I'm like, how are you going to, this is the last movie. Where are we going? Where are we going with this? Uh, So so 20 minutes in, uh, 20 minutes till the end, I still do not know. Lots of people try to kill Hitler, by the way. Oh, okay. wow. Like people that were on his side, you mean? On yeah. his... Okay, cool. Didn't work, but... Uh, yeah. The, the t- it, and, and a lot of people with time machines tried to do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> they kept getting distracted. They kept buying <laughs> Farmer's Almanac and betting on stuff. They kept boning their moms. Yeah, they should not do that, TBH. I like the part where it's towards the end of the final battle, and... Uh, to give everyone confidence, Amro fucking lies, and he's just like, "I think we actually have a good shot here because blah 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 situation." And uh, Bright is like, "Oh, is that your new type intuition that's telling you that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think so." And then later he's like, "Yeah, we can't see the future. I don't know. I just wanted everyone yeah. to feel confident." I was like, "You know what? That was underhanded, but I respect it." I was yeah, hoping some. 
I was hoping something would be resolved with Sela and uh, Char, but we never really get. I don't know. It doesn't feel like anything's resolved with them. Don't they have a talk? I they. It's not really resolved because they have irreconcilable, irreconcilable differences. I think. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, she at least does make the choice. She's like, I want. I'm on. I'm on Team White Base. I guess I. I thought it would have been cool if one of them like crossed over. Nah, that can't happen. That's that's the idea. Is like in war, this does happen. Sometimes families get oh yeah split right down the middle. Um, I don't. Another thing I don't understand about Shar is that he says to her because she's like, "Your name is uh, what's his name at some Cas Casval Daikun," and then he's like, "That's why I wear this mask because I'm not Casval Daikun anymore. I'm Shar Aznable. Soon I'll call myself in a different movie, Quattro Bagina." <laughs> um, but it's just weird that he's like I'm not a daikun and then later he's like I want Zeon to be what my father daikun imagined it to be <laughs> it's like wait are you not like your father and that family at all or are you well I was he was saying that, that to Lady Shredder right I think so I don't know so he might have been lying oh maybe well that's the one thing I do like because he does Star. blow her up later yeah <laughs> he changes yeah, he, he doesn't quite... Uh, yeah. But that's the whole thing I do like about Char in the, like, the first movie is that he's one of those guys that's like, I'm out for number one, you know? Yeah. That maybe he has some sympathy towards the Xeon ideals, but he doesn't like the weirdo, fascist, ugly family. Yeah. And he just he's just going to do what benefits him. I'm like, I relate to that. But then I don't know what he wants to do with new types and this shit. And then later he says to Sela in that conversation they have, he says, I don't like that they keep sending new types after me, which mm-hmm. is like, thanks for your input. He's like, you don't t- like people murdering. You. Tell them okay. to stop sending the new types. It's yeah. He suddenly becomes very patriotic or whatever. He, he likes the new types because he's a new type. Right. Or no, he's not. Is he a new type? I believe he is. He is. I think he is. They don't really play on it and it doesn't really. I don't think he's that strong a new type. At some point they psychically talk to each other, I think. Yeah, yeah. Amaro we we get Char. a lot in this movie of that sound effect that just sounds like jingles. Like a, yeah. they have like a spidey sense tingle when they know uh, something's up. Their beepers going off. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to get that though. I get the feeling that he's not that strong a new type. He is just really trained and experienced. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amaro is just like pure talent. No, Amaro is... No, I think I think Char is a lot of talent and experience. And Amuro is a lot of new typiness. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's his new typey talent versus Shara's real typey talent. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I'm assuming that talent is something you earn, but I guess it doesn't have to be. No. It could be a natural. Oh. Like, oh, I'm just naturally skilled. By the way, the ship that Shar pilots that has the Psycom system is called Zeong, which is very close to Zeon. With a G? Yes. But did you guys catch the conversation where an engineer is telling him like oh yeah it's fully operational and Char's like but it doesn't have legs and the guy's like they don't really need legs the higher ups don't understand that they're just kind of there for show I thought that was very funny to just do like 30 plus episodes where it's these giant robot suits and then have a guy be like the legs are just there because the higher ups are dumb and think (laughs) things need to look like a person especially in space yeah, what are you what are you doing? That's true. Their legs should just be flailing, like like just flickering back and <laughs> forth as they're in the air, like, oh no, help, I need to land on something. <laughs> it's also it's weird that, that the Gundam loses its head and just keeps going. Like every other robot we've seen, I think if the head is gone. Yeah, that was 
weird. So where is where is where are they when they pilot? Are they in the chest? I guess. I think yeah, for they're the, in the for, chest tummy region. Yeah, for the Gundam. In the tummy, like a baby. They're in the they're in the belly. <laughs> and then also towards the end, I know I'm jumping around. I'm just thinking about construction of these ships and why they're made the way they are. Uh, he like ejects part of the Gundam by just opening a little flap on the side and hitting a button that I think anybody could have reached. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't need to punch in a code. It's it was just, just like right on the outside. It's just a little button you hit and it's, I don't know what popped off. The Gundam really goes through it in this movie. It almost feels like this is like supposed to be, okay, period of peace. All of our spears will be beaten into pruning hooks, swords into plowshares. But no, there's immediately like, multiple follow-up series. Um, they're still making Gundam 40 years later. They're still cranking it out. I mean, a lot of them are not in the same timeline, the Universal Century timeline, but there are a fuck ton in there, including Mobile Suit 08 Mist Team that we saw a little bit of. And a lot of those stuff, that's it, a lot of the shows that are in this timeline all happen at the same time. 08 MS Team is like in the jungle or some shit, but it's happening... In the year 79, maybe 80. There's a prequel series, I think, as well. But yeah, apparently, uh, Shar and Amuro are rivals for the next, like, 14 years. Hmm. For Zeta Gundam and Zeta Zeta Gundam. It just keeps going. They both blame each other for La La's death. The woman they barely knew and were super horny for. <laughs> yeah. But so at the end, the, the war's over, kind of? Oh yeah, the war's over. It's the one-year war. But oh, I, that's so, why everything takes place at once. Now that so I think about I it, so I want to know what the terms were. Like, what was it like? Were the Zeon like? Do are they part of the Federation now, or or they just like? Did the Federation say, okay, you guys can be independent, but don't fuck with anybody else? Like, what? What was the resolution? I'm gonna look it up. We never learn what the resolution was. It's like all that fighting, and we, it's just like a one fucking line, like title card. I'm going to look this up. I'm interested in this. Gundam Armistice. To find out, you have to watch for 40 more years. All right, I'll do it. If they have more Gundam summary movies that I can just jack into my brain, that I can just Psycom <laughs> plug directly in and I can, I know Kung Fu Gundam, I'll do it. Let's see. Terms of Peace? Gundam... Uh, oh, all the women have to dress like Shredder. That's a weird term. <laughs> they sign a peace treaty at Granada on New Year's Day, January 1st, Universal Century 0080. Uh, so side three is allowed to keep its independence. Some of Zeon's remaining military did not like this. And What's they, side three? I think that's the first side that became Zeon mm. that they flipped. Uh, and so they, they leave and they retreat to a base in the asteroid belt. There's like, yeah, it seems like there's a treaty, but a few other people break off so they can make more Gundam shows. <laughs> a few Xeon people are like, man, we don't like that. 5.9 billion people are killed during the war. Mm. That's a lot. 30% of the Australian continent was flooded. That's kind of good, though. A lot of Australia is just desert, and like all the animals there are really scary. <laughs> Some of them are cute. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it really changed that much. I'm not going to keep reading, but yeah. Seems like uh, it was almost like a ceasefire. Rather yeah, than I mean, 
Clearly nothing is resolved if they're still going and going. Got a few names to run by you guys. Uh, as far as like dumbest fucking names of the movie. Um, so we've got Lala. Lala Sune. I think that's a good name. I think it's good too. Yep. Um, we've got Frazzy or Frazy. F-R-A-S-Y briefly mentioned. Is that a boy or a girl? No idea. They're just mentioned offhandedly. Okay. We've got Dren. Is it short for Fraggle? Frazier? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've got Frazy. We've got Dren. And we've got Twanning. Twanning's Twanning. the worst. Like Twanning's it. the right. It almost sounds like Twanning twatting. Tatum. It's Twanning, Twanning Tatum. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I couldn't tell if Frau was a new type. Boy, Frau really gets shafted. Yeah, you, she's like not yeah. here at all. I like he kind of says like a nice thing to her. It seems like she might be interested in Hayato. 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 Who I'm glad he didn't die. It seemed like he was going to die. He a was like there. injured, and she goes up to him and like helps him a little bit or whatever. She talks to him. I don't know. And and you know what though, Amaro, he, he kind of looked like for a moment there that he was surprised, but then he he took it. He's like, yeah, I haven't really been here. Mm. That's fine. I'm into this dead girl now. Yeah, but he can it, he can visit her anytime. Anytime he wants to hit the off button on his life, if he wants to fly his ship into a mobile suit's crotch, he'll be there with Lala. No, he no, he can't. She's dead. Yeah, but he said like that he'll meet up with her soon, and I think he can still feel her even though she's dead. Okay. Kind of like when you become a force ghost. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars. They use the Star Wars font at the end of this too. Mm. I th- I think for that weird sign off note that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I gotta find it. Miles, do you have lingering thoughts? I like the space battles. Okay. I like I would live in space, I guess. Yeah. I would I would live in there, but I don't know how I'd feel that I'm an, I'm an Earthnoid, not a Spacenoid. So if everyone up there was new type and I wasn't, I might be like, this sucks. Yeah, it's true. I feel so insufficient. And they're always doing these inside jokes with their little telepathic shit. I feel like I would play a Gundam strategy game before I watched another. Like, I thought I would come out of this wanting to watch more Gundam. And I think this made me less likely to watch more Gundam. Because it's just as confusing as the other series that we've watched. Uh, and I just kind of like the space battles and that's it. Interesting. I don't feel that way. I think this built a very interesting world. And I'd like to see more, but it does still feel so humongous. These all feel like bad movies. Yeah, they're, they're not, not supposed good. to be. They're not good movies. But I enjoyed parts of them. And they should have just cut them up. They stoked my imagination. Yeah, but Jackie, the point of this is to just make more money, to have Gundam fans come back into the theater. We have to suffer trying to put it together because we don't want to watch 40 episodes. And our Patreon supporters know that. They're like, I'm going to force them to cram. You're not supposed to to cram Gundamage, but damn it, we did it. Uh, The phrase at the end of this movie is, and now... In anticipation of your insight into the future, which, uh, well, that's it. It doesn't really end. And your insight into the future. It sounds like there needs to be like a like a stinger trailer at the end or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> at the end, you'd see James Bond will return in the Thunderball or something. Yeah. Or yeah, Amaro Ray will return in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Miles, I don't know. There's a fuck ton of Gundam video games, but uh, I think it's a strategy-based 
franchise called uh, Super Robot Wars. Oh. And what's fun about it is that it is gun. It's it's robot fighters from like every giant robot franchise in Japan. So there are a lot of Gundams because there's a lot of Gundam. But you can, you know, we've seen Votoms. There might be a Votom or two in there. There okay. might be old school Gigantor hanging out. Uh, it seems cool. There's some fun animations and it really is a who's who of kids shoved into robots. Is Shinji I, in there? Yeah, there's Evangelion shit in there and yeah. some of the games. I don't know if any of them are officially translated, but some of them are probably amateurly translated. We'll figure it out. I feel like the message of of Gundam is like war is hell, people are stupid, but it's worth fighting the right battles. And the message of Eva, I don't think there is one. I don't think everything has a message. But if there was one for Eva, I think it would be war is hell, people suck, but maybe we shouldn't kill all of them. (laughs) The message of Eva after the reboot is like stop liking eva don't watch this anymore <laughs> no but he's gonna he's opening it up like gundam so anybody can make a eva and we're gonna have probably different eva timelines and shit i guess you know we'll get more school days eva yeah i think it'd be funny if they did the school days eva never mind i can't no, i was gonna say if they kept some darker elements in there but i don't want to say what they are without i'll be spoiling <laughs> eva never mind Um, I just don't know how to feel about where humanity is going, I guess. Are new types good? Um, Yeah, it feels like that'll be the crux of future... It could be the crux of future conflicts. Because otherwise, yeah, it's like... No one quite answers the question asked of like... If we have an Earth Federation where all humans are united on Earth... And then something breaks away... How do you handle that? But I guess it's like... It's okay with independence as long as you don't try to do new type supremacy. So yeah, it seems like new type is going to be very involved and power creep is always a thing. It's a thing in JoJo stands get more and more powerful. So it feels like new types might become unrealistically powerful. That's a fear I have. I don't know. Okay. I do I do think there's lots of series of Gundams that don't focus on new typiness though. Um, more stuff like Mobile Suit 8th MS Team. Yeah, it's I I don't know. What I feel is that I've watched like six hours of this now, and it just feels like I I haven't scratched the surface. More like seven. Um, I don't know. I I I like. I think this is this is foundational to to a lot of anime and and to a lot obviously to all of Gundam. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. it. It feels like watching Star Wars. You know, for a lot of young people now, watching the original Star Wars is like. Who gives a shit? I've seen this done more interesting. They don't even get it. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to uh, have seen it. I'm glad to have known you. Rip. You know? I'm not glad to have seen it. All right, Jackie. Gotta be negative on the robots. I think that could have all been condensed to. It could have been of, an email. Instead you know? of three, instead of three movies, it could have been one movie. I think <laughs> it could have been one long movie. Well, there are movies. It is worth noting that there are movies, I think, with Tomino behind them, because I do think he has a great, uh, I, I like his his takes on war and his imagination. I think there are movies that he conceptualized that are like movies from the get-go. People say Char's Counterattack is very good, for instance, so maybe we'll check those out. Maybe you'll like those. Jackie is shaking her head. 
<laughs> I don't want to see any more Gundams. Maybe I'll watch it. I like people. I don't like robots. But Jackie, a lot of these stories are about the people. The just robots are in there. Yeah, maybe if the, the story was better. I'm I'm saying these were not meant to be movies. So they yeah. didn't work that well as movies. But there are Gundam movies. Anyway, I think that's it. I had three pages of notes for this, but I think we pretty much touched everything. We did Oh, it. I was hoping there might be videos that do side-by-side comparisons of the redraws because there are some scenes where I'm like, oh, that looked really good in this movie. And then I wonder how shitty the TV version looks. What were you going to say, Miles? I said we did it. We solved Gundam. We did it. We solved everything. And this is now the new type. Our podcast has evolved. We're now in year 81 of our podcast and we are all new type hosts. And we will now not use WhatsApp to communicate, but our minds going forward. Folks, thanks for listening. Let's talk about what we're going to watch next week. Next week, we're watching Gundam. No, we're not. (laughs) No. When is it JoJo's? The week after next. Next week, we will be watching Hallelujah 2 Boy, Eps 1 to 3. What? What is that? Hallelujah 2 Boy. What even are the words that you're saying? Also simply known as Boy. Boy. I think that's a lot easier. Uh, It's not a sequel series, apparently. Uh, This Wikipedia article just tells me when it came out. Okay. Hallelujah has one ambition in life to conquer the entire world. Despite his tough exterior, he's not a bad person, and when push comes to shove, he'll do his best to hope those in need. Blah blah blah. He will take on curveballs. It doesn't say if it's slice of life or it fighting. It sounds silly. It sounds silly, right? It's it, silly. It might be silly. Okay, the genres are action, comedy, and fantasy. It's got a school theme, much lower stakes. Okay. Uh, and it is from 1997. Okay. So yeah, Hallelujah Two Boy. I don't know what services it's on. I am suspecting not very many. But uh we'll let you know on Twitter. Have a good week, everyone. But remember you're not better than anybody else. Okay? Okay. Bye. 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 Yes, my sweet. Yes, my sweet.